As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is episode 332 of Jumble Think. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Jumble Think, where we interview dreamers, makers, innovators, and influencers all about their journey of turning dreams and ideas into reality. Along the way, we're going to give you some tips on how you can turn your own dreams and ideas into reality, too. Our guest on today's show is Ryan Rondino. More about Ryan in a moment. Whether you're a new listener or a longtime fan, if you've never subscribed to JumbleThink, head on over to wherever you listen to podcasts, search for JumbleThink, and click subscribe. To make it even easier, if you head on over to JumbleThink.com, you'll find links to places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, and more. Now let's jump into today's conversation. Hey there, friends. Welcome to Jumble Think. My name is Michael Woodward. I am your host, and we have a really, really cool show lined up for you today. It's with a really great guy named Ryan Rondino. We're going to be talking more about him in a moment. Today's show is sponsored by our friends over at Floxy. If you need graphic design, if you need web development, if you need video editing, they can help. And what's best of all, it's a monthly subscription. So you pay one flat rate and you get access to their team. They're going to give 10% off to our listeners. All you have to do is head on over to Floxy, F-L-O-C-K-S-Y dot com slash jumblethink. Our guest today, Ryan Rondino, is a killer awesome chef. He has been a personal chef for people like Diddy, Will Smith, Common, Therese Gibson. He's done events for Mercedes-Benz, Lamborghini, the LA Philharmonic, and a bunch of other really cool stuff. He has an ebook out called Spice It Up, Rub It Down, and he has some really cool products, some really unique spice blends. We're going to be talking about all he's built, how he got into his career as a cook, working with Emerald Lagasse, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. It is a super fun conversation. So let's go ahead and join our conversation with today's guest, Ryan Rondino. Ryan, thanks so much for being on with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I am really excited to talk to you about what you've done. You have uh, an interesting journey, it sounds like, and, and a really fun story. I, I love stories and I love people who have taken a a passion and turned it into a business. And, and so lots to talk about. Give us a little bit of background because you've worked with some crazy people like Will Smith and Diddy and 
Emerald Lagasse. Talk to us a little bit about how in the world does uh, you know somebody get to work with those kind of people because they're they're the real deal for sure. Yeah, it's 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 the real deal. Well, it's it goes it goes way back. It goes way back well before Will the Will Smiths and the the Diddies and all the celebrities. <laughs> um, so my first my first restaurant job was uh, cooking at Commander's Palace. Okay. In the world, so now command at that during that time, a lot of prominent chefs came through there. Yeah, Arbor Dome. Yeah, Emerald, yeah. James Shannon. Yeah, you know, and, and the list goes on and on. So that was that was like a starting place for a lot of prominent chefs. So you, you talk about coming up through through there in New Orleans. Are you, you from New Orleans? How'd you end up there? How'd you yeah. end up working there? Uh, I'm from New Orleans. Okay, I love New Orleans. New Orleans is a beautiful <laughs> city. New Orleans is a great city. So I went to culinary school at Chef John Foles Culinary Institute, which is in um, Thibodeau, Louisiana, which is probably uh, about an hour outside of New Orleans. Yeah. So I went there, you know, during during school, you know, you want to get the experience of working in a restaurant. So Commanders was the first choice. Yeah. You know, so that's where that's where it all began. Yeah. That's where that's that's when kitchens were. Whoo, it was off the charts. <laughs> when, when was this? Is this like, you know? This was 98, 1998. Okay. All right. So so this is pre-Katrina. It's pre-9-11. It's pre-kind of world turns upside down. I mean, that's what we're dealing with right now. Another <laughs> weird upside down moment of, of culture and civilization. But exactly. so, so you're there in 98 and... Uh, you end up working there. Now, were you cooking before? The, you go to the, the culinary school. Uh, outside of New Orleans, were you cooking a lot before that? Like, how did you get started into the world of cooking? Uh, I mean, I was, you know, you cook at home. Yeah, um, mess around at home. Yeah. You know, I started started when I was around ten. Wow. So you know, just mess around because uh, my my parents always worked. I was okay. working late. Uh, so you know, you, you get home from school early. You know, you, you're hungry. You want something to eat. So. You know, just get in the kitchen, you know. Uh, eventually mean, waiting for someone to show up to feed you uh, gets gets a little old. <laughs> it's out the question. Well, it, you know, in the way we were raised, you know, if you want something, you know, it's all boys. You want something, go get it. Mm-hmm. Go get it. So, you, you know, you want something to eat, go fix it. Yeah. You know, so that's how it all started. You know, just cooking breakfast, you know, birds at home sometimes cousins and stuff come over and, you know, we just eat. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it came about, it was one day. One of my cousins, he was just like, you're going to be a chef one day. And I, I just looked at him. It's like, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, just kept doing it. And I began to take it seriously around 16 and 17. Okay. You know, just cook more and cook more. But I still didn't go to school. I still didn't go to college for uh, culinary arts. Wow. I went, I went for electrical engineering. Just decide, you know, this this is not for me. This is not my path. So I, I just switched to culinary arts, and wow. the rest has been history. Wow! So you end up cooking at Commander's Palace. Commander's Palace. That's right, and they're they're pretty famous. They've got yeah. a lot of legacy there, a lot of history there. You end up working there. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Um, I mean, it was it, it was an eye opener. It was my first restaurant job, so I'm I'm green as can be. Yeah. Um, so you don't know what to expect, you know, it's moving a hundred miles an hour, Yeah. you know, and the first, the first thought 
that kid in my mind was like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you, you kept, you kept grinding. You kept yeah. grinding. You started grinding other cooks, so you wanted that same passion, yeah. you know. And not not only this restaurant, but all the other restaurants. I was always I was always the youngest person in there, so I was able to not only soak soak up knowledge from the chefs and uh, chef the cuisines and sous chefs, but mm-hmm. also the cooks at hand. Also, yeah. So yeah. that was, that was very beneficial to me. So, but you know, burn marks, burn wounds. <laughs> You know, they, they all they all have a story. Yeah. So, um, but it was it was much the the experience that I was able to gain from that was a well needed experience to really really set the pace for what I'm doing today. Yeah, and, and and I can only imagine. I mean, you can learn so much in culinary school. You can learn so much by doing it yourself. But when you get into an elite kitchen like that kitchen that's got to be a game changer when it comes to understanding how food's prepared, how you create on scale of that level. That's got to really recondition you of what cooking really is. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it, it, um, it, it teaches you about, you know, discipline and consistency, timing, time management, you know, all these things you apply to your, uh, daily life, you have to apply fast, a hundred miles an hour every yeah. single day. Yeah, yeah. and it changes every single day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I, I just, it, it just brings back memories. I just wouldn't t- change it for anything in the world. Yeah. How long did you end up being there? I was just there for the um, um, I was there for the summer because I was living on campus at the time. Okay. There for the summer, then I, that's when I decided to move back home and just commute back and forth to school. Mm-hmm. And I moved to, uh, started my first internship at uh, Peristyle. Okay. Which is another, which was another prominent restaurant in New Orleans. Yeah. Before I went to Emeralds. So, uh, Peristyle, French, contemporary French cuisine, uh, Chef Anne Kearney, um, you know, same thing, but it was on a smaller scale. Yeah. So now, now, now it switches, you know, you, you, you learn about details and perfection. Mm. So now you go from mass production to detail perfection. It's, it's how, how do you put all that together? Yeah. So it's, you know, just a lot of repetition, a lot of trial and error, you know, granted, you know, you know, I'm young, you know, you mess up here, you know, mess up on things, but you learn from it and you, you keep it, um, keep it moving. Yeah. So you do that and then you end up at Emeralds. How did that happen, and what was that experience like? Um, so within within the um, culinary school, we we have to do two internships. Mm. So your choice, you can go anywhere you want. Uh, I could have went anywhere I wanted to go, but I want to stay at home. I want to learn um, the Cajun Creole cuisine. Yeah, and you know, we're better yet than uh, you know Emerald at the time. Yeah. No, why not? Yeah. I just can't say bam. You know, but, <laughs> um, I'm guessing he probably didn't do that in the kitchen all that much. Just did not in the kitchen. You <laughs> never heard of that in the kitchen. Although people ask, like, um, they were they were asked, like, when does he say bam? It was, you just say loud. You have to ask him that. Yeah. <laughs> so New Orleans has a very food culture. It, it, you know, there's Creole, there's French influences. There are a lot of different tastes in New Orleans. 
and, and I think that's part of what makes that culture there so special when it comes to the food scene is that uh, there's nowhere else in the States like it when it comes to the combination, the, 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 the cohesion of, of the dishes that are being made. Do you feel like that is something that has set you up for success or something that conditioned you to only think a specific way as you cook? I think it set me up for success because you have to look at Cajun Creole food, um, seven countries, seven different countries, seven different styles that's comprised into one cuisine. So what you know, are the so so what are the seven countries? What are the seven cu- cuisines? So you of course you have the French, yep. you have Italian, you have mm-hmm. the Spanish, mm-hmm. English, German, African, Native American. Okay, and you know one that's you know um, I mean they, they get more credit now, but you know back then not much credit. But the Vietnamese, yeah, the Vietnamese brought a lot to the table also. Wow, so, yeah, so. so- yeah, there's a lot in that. I mean, I guess that's where gumbo comes in. It's like the combination of all of these different things in one pot. You, yeah, you look at um, gumbos, the jambalaya. Gumbos come from African cuisine. Yep. The jambalaya comes from the Spanish, you know, etouffee from the French, so so forth and so forth. So that's what, you know, helps make us some classical dishes. Yeah. Now, you didn't stay in New Orleans. Talk to us a little bit about uh, the process of moving from New Orleans, why you did it, and, and what that looks like now. Um, I, I left I left New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Okay. You know, it wasn't it was how I wanted to leave, but yeah, you know, so uh, I moved to Atlanta after after the hurricane, after, yeah. uh, you know, evacuating, and I went to work for uh, Emerald again. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I left Emerald in 2003. Yeah, there's some other restaurants up until 2005. Then I joined them again in um, 2005. Okay, yeah. So you end up in Atlanta, and now I, I know that there is. I I listen to a podcast. Uh, believe it or not, I actually listen to podcasts for those listening. <laughs> I, I, other than ours, uh, there's a podcast called Beyond Bourbon Street, which is talking about New Orleans, but outside of just what everyone thinks of New Orleans. And I know even with Katrina, there's a perception outside of the circle of New Orleans of what the transformation, what the impact, how that impacted life and and business and everything like that. From an insider's point of view, as someone that has gone through that, how do you view Katrina? Um, it, it was an eye opener. I mean, it was um, it was it was something that. You know, you, you had control over, but you didn't have control over. Mm. You know, you had you had the choice to evacuate if you wanted, but when you came back, it was just um, you know chaos. Yeah, chaos for a minute. You know, and um, you had a choice to stay or or, or leave. Mm. You know, I I chose to leave because it was always something I wanted to do. Okay. You know, you're something I always always saw myself bringing. You know, Cajun Creole food to other places, showing my style to other places, and really taking on the cuisine of that region and meshing it with Cajun Creole, and just, you know, giving them something something totally new and different. Yeah. You know, so, but you know, you, you as as I as I was away, you know, as you were able to watch from afar, you saw the resiliency of the people coming together, and you know, making it a city again. Yeah. You know. Restaurants coming back, businesses coming back, 
and you know you, you see what it is today. So you go to work for Emerald in Atlanta. Uh, how long did you stay there? What was that like? And somewhere along the line, you choose to go out on your own uh, and start doing some things. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, I was I was at Emeralds in Atlanta for three years wow. up until the restaurant closure. Okay, so restaurant closed around the two thousand eight recession. Yeah, yeah. So um, these moments uh, of of uh, impact. <laughs> I mean, we're in it like now. We we're just talking about that a few minutes ago, but they seem to be turning points for you. Of yeah. like reset and refocus. That, that that's correct. You know, and that's why. I'm looking at this point now. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. Reset and refocus. Mm. You know, you know. So you have time. You have idle time to really uh, look at those things. You know. Now um, that I, I went to New York after that, I went to New York for a summer. Okay. You know, and took a job just to you know something, something to fill fill a void while um, I'm looking for something that I want. And I was uh, I ran. Um, Creole restaurant in Long Island, ran that for the summer. Mm. Then, you know, once that was over, I came back to Atlanta, still the same, still can't find a job. So I was okay. Maybe it's my time to go. Wow. So that's why I moved to LA. Okay. That's when the Will Smith job came. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, uh, that came about, you know, through a mutual friend, mutual yeah. college friend. And uh, I was able to go there, interview with him, and stay on for three, three and a half years. Wow. You know, so first time as a private chef, which is a whole different movement. Yeah, know. yeah. I can imagine because you go from doing 20 to 100 tops uh, a night or or in uh, a seating to doing one or two or five people at, at a time. Right. Right. Or sometimes, you know, parties and stuff like that, you know, yeah. it's, it varies, it varies, you know, so, um, did that then freelance for a while after I left him, then worked for some more people. Now I have Rondino Culinary Designs. Yeah. So there, there's no one to five people there. There's parties, there's events. Um, we do meal prep services, uh, yeah. have the Rondino Spice Collection, mm-hmm. uh, eBooks, t-shirts. So it's, is, is an empire that's forming. Yeah. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the difference between a caterer and a private chef or a personal chef. Well, I mean, a private chef, between a private chef and a personal chef or a caterer, a private chef is solely for that one client. Yeah. And that's it. So someone like Oprah or Will Smith or their families might have uh, a personal chef that comes in, manages their food, does all their food prep. Uh, gets everything going. Maybe they cook it on their own. Maybe they uh, stay in house and cook for them. So that's what a personal chef would do. You, you, a personal chef can do that, but usually a private chef would do it in home. Okay. Maybe four or five days a week. It just depends on the the household schedule. Yeah. And that's that's what determines. You know, you are their their private chef. Yeah. But a personal, I can have I can have multiple clients. I can do multiple things. Hmm. So. Um, that's why, you know, I decided to switch to being a personal chef because um, I was able to incorporate more of my style mm. to, to people versus your private chef, you're cooking toward, to their style, to their likings. Yeah. So um, that's, that's a big difference. Well, and that's got to be hard for a chef. I mean, if you own a restaurant and you pick and create the, the menu, 
And, you know, there's flexibility in there to put things that you like, enjoy cooking, enjoy doing in there. But when you're a private chef or a personal chef, you kind of are at the whims of somebody to say, no, this is what I want. This is what it's got to be. How do you approach creating the well, menus in, in that case when you're when you're working with someone? What's that like? What's that process? Right. Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've been fortunate to have clients that allow me to allow me to be me, mm. you know, even though I still. I still tailor the menus to their likes and dislikes. I can still be myself and yeah. uh, cook great food. So as we wrap up this first segment here, talk to us a little bit about some of the, the people you've worked with, because I, I mentioned that you uh, we've all obviously talked about Legacy that you, you've been uh, worked at his restaurants, but you've worked with some pretty crazy people. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I was, able, I was able, of course, uh, we mentioned Will Smith. Um, I've cooked for Tyrese. Mm-hmm. Um, I've cooked for Common. I've cooked for uh, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, Exhibit. Um, who else? Uh, we cooked for Rodney Harrison. Um, Common. So I mean, it just goes on. Ben Affleck. So it goes <laughs> on and on. <laughs> you know. So as we wrap up this first segment, there's three questions we always ask. The first one is, how do you find purpose in what you do? I, I find I find purpose through passion. Mm. You know, so you have the passion, everything else just tailors itself. Yeah. I'll ask this two ways because I think, uh, as I've been doing a lot of interviews since the COVID-19 coronavirus mayhem, this question has a completely different meaning than it did a month and a half ago. Uh, So I'm going to ask it both ways. What is one challenge you're currently working to overcome obviously in the light of <laughs> coronavirus but outside of that also um the challenge now overcoming this overcoming mm-hmm. this getting you know getting back to work just like i'm sure everyone else is just getting back to a routine yeah. and you know just being just, you know doing what you love to do again you know even though even though i'm still able to do it mm-hmm. you know it's not at the full capacity that I want. It's not the same. It's not the same. same. Right. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to that. And finally, what's the next big dream or idea or goal that you're working on? Uh, The next, the next goal is um, putting together an app, a recipe app. Oh, cool. I love that. Yeah. So things that, you know, you're at home, of course, everybody's at home now, so you can cook. Cook different dishes, different genres of cuisine, mm-hmm. different seasonal dishes. Yeah, to really um, enhance your cooking skills, cook for your family, friends, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, super cool. We're gonna take a break right here. When we come back, we're gonna talk more about Rodino Culinary Designs, Rodino Spice Collection. We're gonna talk about the ebook, spice it up, rub it down, a lot more. We'll be right back. Hey there, it's Mike. And as a small business owner, I understand that it can be really hard to hire an employee or a big agency to manage your graphic design, web development, and video needs. But there's hope. Our friends over at Floxy are here to help you. They offer unlimited projects by a vetted creative team for a flat monthly rate. Video editing, graphic design, writing, web design, and more. And they're constantly adding new categories. Best of all, as a listener of JumbleThink, they're going to give you 10% off your first month. 
and they're going to include a 14-day money-back guarantee. If you are ready for new business cards, a new logo, a new website, they're there to help you. So head on over to floxy.com slash jumblethink. That's floxy.com slash jumblethink to get 10% off your first month and start getting the design and development you need for your projects. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now let's return to today's conversation with Ryan Rondino. We are back with Ryan Rondino. All right, before we dive into the conversation any further, there's some cool stuff people can engage with, whether it's hiring you for a project if they're in L.A. or if they want to purchase some of the products, some of the specialty things that you're doing. How can people find and connect with you? Uh, they can find me on my website at uh, RondinoCulinaryDesigns.com. Uh, so uh, they can that's where they can see all everything I do from the meal prep to the products to the ebook to T-shirt. So uh, they can reach out and if they want an uh, event or a party, we can definitely make that happen. So the events are designed to bring, give you an experience, bring the restaurant to you. Yeah. If you don't feel like getting out, you know. Just, just feel like getting out. I, I think all of us feel like getting out. Oh, uh, we all feel like getting out. Even I feel like getting out now. So. <laughs> Before COVID-19, that's how um, everything was structured. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll have those links in the episode notes. Uh, so when you're listening, you don't have to work for it. You just click a button. It takes you right there. It's an episode. Thanks, notes. So That's it. Do that. <laughs> All right. So you start the culinary designs portion of your business, which is the private personal chef kind of thing, I would assume. Uh, the personal chef, yeah. the dinner parties, the events, yeah. you know, the catering. So that, that side of it. When you say events, what does that mean? What does that look like? It could be parties from... Um, 20 to 50, uh, the most we've done has been 350. Wow. You know, so, um, it, it, it varies, the varies on the situation. Yeah. And, and, you know, looking over what you've done, so some of the events could be 
for stuff like the LA Philharmonic, or it could be mm-hmm. for Mercedes Benz uh, for an yes. event that they're putting on. Uh, Lamborghini. Now you did one with them. Lamborghini. We've done um, Emmys, ESPYS. Wow. Um, the Oscar event. Okay. You know, so it, it the list it just grows. Each, each year it grows. Okay. It grows into something different. What's your favorite type of event to do? I mean, I, I enjoy the ESPYS. Okay. Yeah. One. Well, I guess for one, because I'm a sports junkie. Yeah. So that, Which must be killing you right now. With... <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that, that was probably one of my favorite ones to do. You know, you meet you, you meet athletes you've already seen, no matter what sport it is. Yeah. And, you know, they can enjoy your food. So that's it's probably one of my favorite ones to do. That's super cool. Uh, then you decide you know, it would be kind of cool to put some products out here because not everyone's in LA. Not everyone's going to be able to hire you or go to an event that you're a part of or, you know, use the the, the actual proximity to their advantage. You know, I live on the East Coast. I love LA. Uh, <laughs> one day I'd like to have a, a, a third house there. I, I still have to get to the second house, but, that, you know, that's a different story. <laughs> uh, I love the beach. I love Disney. I love, you know, uh, Burbank and... Well, there's not much to do in Burbank, but usually I have meetings there. So, uh, so, uh, but uh, all that to say, you decide at some point, you know, I, I want to make this accessible to other people to to take on uh, and use the spices that I've created, or uh, to have a killer T-shirt, and they do look killer. They're very cool looking. So, talk to us about that and that journey of saying, you know, what I could do a little bit more than this. Well, it it all. It all started with the spices, mm. you know. You know, I, I've always, you know, you always want a product of your own. You always want, you know, something you can call your own. You know, introduce to others. Mm. You know, introduce, you know, give give them a taste of what you feel in your kitchen, so they can feel it in their kitchen. Yeah. You know, so you know when they when they cook, you know, cook their proteins, cook their food, something they don't have to think about. Yeah. Just take the rub, um, season their season their product and. Just go. Don't think about it. So uh, my goal with that was to give them a sense of how I cook in the kitchen. Okay. You uh, go through some of the spices that you have. Uh, there's some really cool blends there. Uh, so um, the Nolo Creole rub. Okay. It's 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 a favorite uh, favorite of many. Don Chile barbecue, a great for uh, barbecue ribs. Yeah. So that's like a dry rub kind of spice. Yeah, the- these are all uh, dry rubs. Okay. Dry rubs. Um, you have the citrus herb rub, so you want something light, something floral. Okay. Uh, herbaceous, um, great for chicken, vegetables, um, seafood. Uh, then we have the smoked coffee. Okay. I, smoke coffee. I have to say one of my favorite spice blends uh, that I ever had, and I'm not a coffee drinker. I don't – uh, I've just never been a coffee guy. But one of my favorite blends was a coffee blend. And I can't find it anymore, which is a bummer. So I'm going to be ordering from you. Yeah, you, you got to try this. One. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually cooking with it today uh, for Passover, doing uh, a coffee smoke brisket. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. So um, not a bad day in that. Not a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're doing that. Um, then you have the jerk, Caribbean jerk uh, rub. Okay. You know, take you to the islands for a, a, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, uh, the gumbo rub. Okay. 
So the gumbo rub, it's it's some that was out of all the rubs, that was the rub I, I wanted to come out with the most, the first at least. Uh just because, you know, gumbo is one of my favorite dishes. Yeah. So you can it can act as, as a base, seasoning base to really enhance the flavors in your own gumbo, you know, uh, wherever you make it. So that that's a good um good starter for people. Nice. Do you still is your food still inspired from that New Orleans Creole uh, Cajun feel or are, you know, is that just a launching off point for, for where you've gone now since you're in LA, you know, pass through Atlanta, of course, but I mean, I'm, it still has a feel, it, um, but it's, I'm able to, um, make it regional with California cuisine, um, Southern, um, Northern cuisine. So, I mean, French, Italian, I mean, all different things. You're able to put your flair to it and create something new, something fresh. Yeah. So, you know, some, some knocks are that, um, Cajun Creole can be heavy, but it's not, you know, so you show them, you show them a different side to it of how we eat. Okay. Just, yeah. just like California, it's local sustainable. Love it. New Orleans is local and sustainable. That's right. So it's the same thing. So um, just give them, give them a, a, a raw picture of that we, we eat well just like they do. Yeah. I, I live in the Northeast now. I lived in Northern California most of my adult life. I have to say one of the things I miss most about California is the the nature of food sourcing, the availability of such a blend of different foods and, and the food culture. I really miss that. Being in L.A., there's, you know, tons of chefs down there who are creating, who are inspiring uh, a new level, a new generation of chefs. So as right. as a person that's a part of that culture, uh, how is that inspiring you? Uh, I mean, they're, they're amazing to learn from, you know, their, their style. Um, a lot of Mexican chefs I've run into, uh, Asian chefs. Italian chefs. So you all, you grab and soak, um, you know, with, what they bring to the table as well, you know, vice versa. Yeah. And, um, it becomes, you know, happy eating. I think that's probably, <laughs> it's, it's probably one of the best potlucks I've been to. It was wow. one year after Christmas, um, a bunch of chefs got together and we had our own potluck, all chefs, nobody else, nobody's, nobody's allowed, <laughs> but Chefs. That's so, one party I wish I could have snuck into. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing California, of course, is known for, not just the farm-to-table kind of culture, this uh, ethical sourcing, the really quality ingredients. One of the other things that they're known for out there is being health conscious, being uh, focused on health. Um, and there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of de- debate about can something taste good? And be good. Can something have lots of flavor and not be, you know, rich in bacon fat? That that's an argument for another day. But <laughs> that's, 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 that's I was going to argue. Who does like bacon fat? <laughs> <laughs> duck fat. There's another one that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it can. You can. You. This is where you know using your um, cooking techniques come into play. Yeah. You know, roasting, smoking, you know, grilling. You know, you're able to really extract a lot of flavor from these these ingredients and still be healthy and, and still maximize the flavor for what it is. Yeah. All right. As we both know, most of us are stuck at home. <laughs> most of us aren't getting out. 
and and you know we've as a family we've done two things we've done a lot of shopping and cooking at home i like to cook uh, and so done a lot of that but we've also supported local restaurants that we know are struggling and being hurt for those people staying at home and maybe they're like going i've always wanted to cook you know, one of the big trends right now is the sourdough challenge. I, I, I don't get that uh, during the coronavirus thing, why people are going to that. But that's one of the, I've, seen, I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the big trends right now. It's like this big sourdough thing. I, I, anyway, uh, I like sourdough, but not enough to be like, oh, yeah, that's the trend I want to try over being quarantined. <laughs> For those people that are at home who don't have the experience of cooking, Maybe they are like, hey, you know, I'm really good at, at doing a, a killer ramen or a uh, scrambled egg if, I, if they're really good, you know. <laughs> and so uh, they may be saying this is a time to adventure into cooking. What are some tips you'd give them at home? I, I would say start with what you have. Utilize what you have. Research mm-hmm. research new recipes. Okay. Something that, that may interest you. Yeah. You know, that's um, – on an easy level, okay. start on that easy level, but then then you work as you get comfortable, begin to work and work your way up to harder recipes. What are some recipes you think people should give a go at? That would be a good like, hey, coronavirus lockdown. Here's some recipes to try out. Maybe some of your own, or maybe some some other ones that you go, hey, try making a good whatever. Um, well, some of my own. I have an ebook, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. they could try some easy recipes out of that. Okay. What kind of recipes are in that ebook? It's uh, it, and correct me. It's spice it up, rub it down. Is the spice ebook right? Down. I mean, real real simple things. That's around the around the spices, uh, corn chowders. Um, we do tacos. We do ribs. Uh, a roasted chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, super simple. Um, how to cook a steak? You know the, these things. You know things things people have questions about. You know it, it it's in there. Mm-hmm. You know so even. Salmon dishes that, you know, during this time of coronavirus, I've seen a lot of people buy salmon. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can, you know, use that, utilize that. Uh, so if if not, um, YouTube, you have the Internet Epicurious Food Network um, site. So, you know, a lot, a lot of different things across the board that they can research. Nice, nice. All right. So we've talked about a lot of stuff, but one of the things that we haven't talked about, you've done some TV appearances um, and of course, there is Throwdown with Bobby Flay. There is uh, shows like Iron Chef. If you go go head to head with any chef, who would it be? Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay. Could Bobby you Flay. beat Bobby Flay? That's the question. I, I could beat Bobby Flay. I mean, I, I'll take my my Southern style and beat Bobby Flay. Okay. Let's see if we can make that happen. Yeah, we have to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bobby needs a good takedown most of the time. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen some chefs take him down. Yeah, you know, stuff. He, he can you know, it's hard to learn everything. <laughs> but uh, he, he knows a lot. Yeah, but um, you see, you see some chefs really bring, uh, bring it to him. Yeah, as we move towards the end of the second segment, there's so much you've accomplished. You've worked with some of the greatest chefs. You've cooked for some of the biggest names. You've uh, launched some really killer products. You've done some really cool things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the first segment, you know, we talked about what's one idea, one dream that you want to work on. You mentioned the app that you'd like mm-hmm. to create for, for what you, you're doing and recipes and all of that. Uh, you know, we're in an interesting time where most of us have a lot of time to think and process. And, and if we choose to do that, we can. 
What are the things that you're thinking about for this new season once we come out of this whole chaos? Um, that's, that's a good question because it's, of course, there's been a lot of thought. Um, I mean, one, just, you know, restructuring everything I do, um, enhancing the meal delivery service, enhancing the events, or even, you know, you never know, possibly have a restaurant. Okay. You you never know, (laughs) you know, so it was, you know, looking into that, you know, brainstorming about it. You know, when, when is the right time mm. with everything coming back? You know, do you allow, do you allow people to really settle and get themselves together, then do it or when's the right time to do it? So, yeah. um, but a restaurant is a deep thought right now. Yeah. Yeah. You, would you do it in LA? Would you adventure somewhere else? I'll do it in LA. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're an LA boy now. You're going to be staying there. I, I, I can say that yet. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is where, um, you know, I'm, I was able, I, mean, I, I have been able to really set the tone for what I do now. Mm-hmm. So why not do it? Um, there's not many Southern restaurants here. Mm-hmm. So why, why go somewhere else and do it when I can do it right here? That's right. Be the outlier, be the person that's bringing something new and fresh and different and and challenging people's taste buds to something a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You know, I mean, and that's the goal, you know, to show them like a different side of uh, New Orleans uh, cuisine. Yeah. You know, it can, it can be elevated if they, if they're really open to it. Yeah. Super cool. Well, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, it's rapid fire questions. There is a lot going on here at JumbleThink, including idea camps, new episodes, and some top secret things that we've yet to share with the world. We want you to be the first to know what's the best way to do it. Head on over to JumbleThink.com, sign up for our newsletter, or click one of those magical little buttons to take you to Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, where we can be friends and and do this journey of chasing ideas and dreams together. So head on over right now, sign up for that newsletter, and let's connect on those amazing social channels. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Now let's jump into rapid fire questions with today's guest Ryan Rondino. We are back with Ryan for rapid fire questions. Are you ready for rapid fire questions? Hey, I'm ready. Are you sure? 
I'm sure. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if this is as as pressure as being in a in a hot New Orleans kitchen, but uh, we'll try to bring the heat in this. So, <laughs> first question: As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Baseball player. What is one tip you'd give someone with a big idea or dream and they don't know where to start? Write it down. I love it. What is one change you'd like to see in the world? Um, I think seeing it now. I think um, kindness. You know, yeah. openness. Yeah. Be considerate to people. What do you want your legacy to be? My legacy has to be, uh, what, what are we doing now? People people know me as a, a great chef. Where do you find inspiration? That's a lot of things. A lot of inspiration, reading, cooking, um, watching other chefs, you know, just, just learning, just learning about uh, the cuisine as a whole. I'm going to ask two questions here. It's the same question. Typically, I ask it this way. What is one book you think every dreamer should read? And the second way I'm going to ask this, and you can answer both or just one, whatever you choose. Uh, the second version of this question, which I don't ask, is what do you think is one book every foodie should read? Uh, every dreamer, dreamer, entrepreneur, lean startup. Okay. So it's a good good book for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Every cookbook. Um, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of uh, Mark Forgio. Okay. Yeah, so he's, he's very uh, inspirational and uh, he has a lot of great – Great knowledge that you know everyone can learn from. How do you define success? Success is defined about you know the goals you set out you set out every day. You know, I guess I guess a lot of people would say it's money, but it's not. You know, it's it's putting your best foot forward. Mm, love that. What is one trend you are currently excited about? I guess you know, I guess the the trend the trend to come. Mm. Um, seeing see people prosper again. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a trend that's coming. Yeah, that's good. What is one habit you find helpful in your life? Being consistent, uh, going after er- everything that I desire, tasting my food. That's a great habit. Yeah. <laughs> you got to taste your food. <laughs> yeah. What is one thing you wish you would have known when you first started out? I think one thing I wish I would have knew, you know, what exactly it took. Mm, that's um, good. You know, I think people, I think mentors and things like that, you know, they say go after it strive and strive but you know you really have to break down what it takes to strive if you weren't doing what you're doing today what do you think you'd be doing good question i'll probably probably maintain trying to be an electrical engineer okay all right and finally what is one dream you're still wanting to fulfill in your own life maybe have a family someday (laughs) that's awesome i love it (laughs) that's a dream right (laughs) that's a good dream it's a good dream until until you realize that the kids drive you crazy (laughs) <laughs> no, they're awesome. We love our kids and uh, they're pretty awesome. Do you drive us crazy sometimes, but we love them. So. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> As we wrap up, what is your final thought for all of us listening today? My final thought is, well, I think what we, we talked about earlier is like, how do you find a purpose? You know, mm-hmm. be passionate about your purpose and the rest to take care of yourself. Ryan, thanks so much for taking time out, sharing your story, giving us insights into the world of cooking, and giving us some tips for how to navigate cooking at home during this this craziness. Yes, thank you. Once again, we want to thank Ryan for taking time out and being on the show with us today. There's a lot of cool stuff he's doing, and you can find links to his ebook, to his spices, and, and much more in today's episode notes. Now, here's my final thought for you today. Go cook something. Now, I know that kind of sounds strange, but creativity is birthed out of creativity. And what I mean by that is often we are stuck in our ruts. We're stuck in our ways and we don't know how to break out of it or, or generate new ideas or spark the creativity to happen. Well, maybe 
just cooking something new tonight or trying out a new recipe or eating something that you've never eaten before could be a great way to spark more creativity. So get in that kitchen, get the, the, the food cooking and, and enjoy trying something a little different today. And I want to thank you for tuning into today's show. It means the world to me that you would listen, and and I hope today's show has encouraged you, challenged you, and given you some great resources to be inspired to chase the dreams and ideas inside of you. Now it's your turn to dream big and to change the world around you. Sur les côtés, vous êtes une autre personne. Les mères de famille, les enfants peuvent également prendre un moment revitalisant. Dans quelques mois, lorsque vous aurez bien saisi la technique et que vous serez maître de votre corps, vous pourrez vous décontracter. Même en travaillant. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.